0: So, hey guys, welcome to the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today, I have Despina with me. Uh, Despina is a product-led champion and a SaaS consultant and founder of Reinvent Growth. So, Reinvent Growth is a consulting agency focused on helping SaaS businesses to implement and scale their product-led go-to-market strategies. So, welcome Despina to the podcast.
1: Hello. Nice to be here.
0: Awesome. So, today we are going to talk about product-led onboarding. Uh, we had discussed about product-led growth in you know, a couple of episodes before, but uh, today Despina is going to talk about uh, product-led onboarding with us. So Despina, like, what is product-led
1: onboarding? Okay, so uh, product-led onboarding for me, and I think for all the companies that actually adopt it at the moment, is a set of data-driven product engagement activations driven by users' behavioral notions and proficiency. So unlike the conventional onboarding engagements, it, it does not introduce random features to users, but it exploits historic usage and considers prospects proficiency level when exploring the product for the first time. So okay. if for example, a user is coming from competition and signs up for a trial, the onboarding would invest in the jobs to be done framework and evaluate, evaluate his role and proficiency in order to guide him accordingly. The guidance uh, product-led onboarding provides is invested in product data and historical usage and none of its in-app prompts exist without a specific reason. So it wouldn't lead you to a path that doesn't make sense, but it would let you focus on the steps that are needed in order to realize initial value or as we onboarding geeks call it, aha moment. So there has to be a reason why before Behind every steps, that customer-facing teams are actually can validate that they emphasize there for a reason, and the same counts for the steps that lead to true value beyond the, beyond trial.
0: Yeah. So, uh, like, what's the difference between you know normal onboarding and product-led onboarding? You know, how is product-led onboarding better?
1: Okay. So uh, there are many differences in general. But if we want to summarize, we would say that uh, so far onboarding has two faces. The one is the customer, the human assistant onboarding customer success provides, which is tailored to customers' needs or prospects' needs. And the second is in-app engagements, which most of the time so far uh, they were non-targeted and were presented randomly in front of users. The third Thing we should mention is that for most companies uh, onboarding goes up until activation up until the first aha moment which is wrong uh, now with product-led practices onboarding is able to go many steps further than that so the main difference PLO provides is that this measurable and end and its prevalence goes far beyond activation following product management releases and deployment meaning that every time um, a new feature is released, the user follows, uh, is led to initial value, is led to upgrades and account expansion. So in essence, it is a never ending loop, which depending on the stage of the customer journey enables to double down on different elements. For example, in the activation stage, it considers initial value and how a paid conversion can be realized. When we are in retention, it will emphasize on which features the user uses mostly and how to further increase depth of use, which is equal to adoption.
0: Okay, so you mentioned uh, product-led onboarding also, uh, you know, plays a role uh, not only in just onboarding the customer and you know, when a customer success person is hand holding the customer through the cycle. But it's also it also plays a role in you know uh, other other stages of the customer cycle such as retention or you know activation or mm-hmm. uh, expansion. So how how does uh, you know product-led onboarding uh, like affects these other metrics in these other stages such as activation or churn metrics?
1: A very good question. Uh, now with product-led practices on the rise, uh, we have new metrics evaluating user behaviors. So the first metric so far is PQL, Product Qualified Leads. And actually, the research uncovered that among participants, 35% use those metrics when evaluating product experience. Beyond that, however, organizations invested into product data analytics measure specific elements like breadth, depth, efficiency, and frequency of use on each stage of the customer journey. So breadth, for example, invests in how many members per account activate within the solution. Depth has to do with adoption and how extensively features are used per team member or per account, and why. Efficiency relates to how easily the user exploits a feature when from beginning to end. And frequency, it has to do with reactivation and how frequently a, user's, a user returns to the product. So when product teams evaluate each one of those inputs during onboarding and on every stage of the customer journey, they're able to be leading you into useful conclusions and optimize product delivery. In short, <laughs> it's much more complicated than that, but let's say that this is the high level.
0: Awesome. And you know, uh, there's, there's one question, which is, you know, uh, which is always coming to me, you know, why when whenever there's a new, uh new approach or there is a new framework uh, which is out there in the market like why should saas companies you know care about uh, product led onboarding like why should they change uh, to you know uh, change their normal onboarding process to something like product led onboarding framework
1: well i think that uh, organizations now know that product led practices affect many things and change many procedures and um in many organizations, it's come under question how optimized the customer experience is. You know, the prospects, the customers uh, are very busy or have heavy workflows, and they are tired of receiving broken experiences and, false, and have their expectations being misguided. So they want to receive what they expect 100%. And this is only feasible when we provide a tailored approach and personalize the approach closely to, to what the expect, expectations of the customer are. So when the product becomes an extension of the user workflows seamlessly, this is where onboarding comes in. Uh, it exploits historic usage, it exploits quantitative results from past user behavior and in order to deliver any product engagement. And you know, it's an ongoing process. It is not plug and play. Every time something new, a new bottleneck arise, uh, customer-facing teams are able to monitor that and iterate the flow in order to deliver the better results. So I guess it's pretty much, you know, important because everything can be monitored and optimized even day by day. It depends how closely customer-facing teams monitor in-app actions.
0: Okay, and th- this, this makes me think about, you know, other question, which is, you know, how how is this close attention towards the customer's journey is, is going to affect the customer? So how does product-led onboarding affect the customer or you know end user?
1: So the user um, or the customer, they are affected in many ways, as in any onboarding process. For starters, for starters depending on their role, they have different educational progress to put it that way. So if I'm an admin, I have a different training for someone with limited capabilities inside the solution. I follow a different path because that makes sense for me. But if I am an admi- if I am a writer, for example, and I have very limited rights, it wouldn't make sense to go through the same process, right? In addition, tooltips are not provided randomly. Any interaction uh, has is placed strategically with an emphasis on the when and the where the user needs guidance, always by considering the effects the learning curve carries with him. And finally, I believe that the beauty of product-led onboarding lies on the fact that now customer feedback can be easily monitored and evaluated on every move a user makes in app. So when companies combine those elements, the data and the feedback, they're able to come closer to conclusions that will help optimize the customer journey for the long run.
0: Totally. And uh, so do you know any uh, SaaS companies that have implemented product-led onboarding and, uh, you know, what are the results like, you know, as compared to the normal onboarding process, which they had before?
1: Yes. Well, many companies have done, have implemented product-led onboarding, although it's a very new term, uh, a new trend. So, you know, it's not like ABC. There are not specific rules so much in place. Most companies right now are trying to optimize their processes and make the transition. So some may adopt more practices rather than others. For example, Marketo Salesforce and Citrix for sure are on that direction. All of them have enough engagements released seamlessly by considering user behavior. On the research now, it appeared that targeted product activations can only benefit in-app onboarding, for example, can increase in-app engagements up to 225% and conversions up to 200%. Uh, the same goes for adoption and for buyer's control during the journey in order to know how end users behave. Of course, as I said, every solution is unique, so there is no magic recipe so far, only posit- positive results that have surfaced.
0: So yeah, that's interesting, and you know that brings me to my last question. You know, so product-led onboarding, you know, as we have talked just now, like it plays a lot uh, role in different stages of the customer lifecycle, and it do affects a lot of metrics over so, different stages, and it does affect the end user, but it makes the their journey more meaningful and more easy for them, and uh, you know that help, that helps the product in the end so does does it have like a so product led onboarding like has a direct impact on growth or not like you know uh, ha, are there any uh, companies who after implementing product led growth onboard onboarding or product led onboarding in general uh, like saw a direct rise in the growth in terms of users or maybe revenue
1: well as i said i had many positive results coming out from the research uh, not every result was on the same area, you know, not every company capitalized the same, um, you know, notions, not every company have the same personas, but yes, absolutely. And, you know, product-led and boarding actually, uh, finally, difference puts on the table that the whole debate between human assistant and scalable product and engagements uh, are able to be um, harmonized. I mean, so far, we could not have the one with the other uh, without downgrading the customer experience in between. So product-led onboarding disrupts that and while it is invested in scalable activations, all of them are targeted and personalized to the maximum degree possible. It does not actually give results overnight because growth cannot be achieved overnight, as we all know, but gradually, the organizations are led there. And I guess that the major growth lever is that now scalable activities can be launched and eliminate onboarding retention costs without downgrading the experience we mentioned before. So by being personal at payload, we don't we eliminate the irrelevant handholding and are able to guide the users in app. And Beyond that, I think that now customer-facing teams can actively manage growth outcomes. For example, sales can be involved in the onboarding process and know if projects are led to initial value and how to pass useful useful insights to customer success, which will manage the customer later on. From there, customer success is aware of what NAPT activations to release and what training products suggest on top in order to efficiently educate buyers and end users. Beyond that, since there is visibility into customer data, CSMs are able to act proactively when striving to optimize the product experience, since they know firsthand how the user behaves in app.
0: Awesome, I think that that helps a lot. That gives a clarity on a lot on product-led onboarding, and you know companies uh, who are in the process of implementing this new framework of onboarding their end users or customers, I think they'll they find the, they'll find this very useful. And I think they'll find your uh, research also very useful. So I'm going to include the link to the research in the description below. And you can obviously check out Despina's web, uh, website or her consulting agency, which is reinventgrowth.co and which is r-e-i-n-v-e-n-t reinventgrowth.co and i'll also include a link to her linkedin profile and uh, you can invite her and could talk to her so thanks a lot despina for joining in
1: my pleasure